welcome back to the business of making episode 45 which is all about drumroll motherhood let's dive in do you want to make it as a maker this is the business of making podcast with your hosts michaela denvers deb engelmeyer and jess van den we know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. and welcome back to the business of making podcast this is deb and i am here with michaela hello and jess hello oh i thought you were muted for a second but you are not then i unmuted myself <laughs> i was trying to stop from like nick noises coming through the podcast i was like she's gonna need to say hello and she's muted and it's really <laughs> awkward for me as a host going and jess and then just silence <laughs> she's like she's not here um and today, guys, we're talking about uh, motherhood and what it means and what it does to you when you have a business. And it's going to be pretty much a Mikaela episode because we don't have kids. Just no, like, no. So we don't know. I mean, we have friends <laughs> with kids and we sort of have an idea of what it takes to have kids. That sounded weird. Um, <laughs> How do you make a baby? Uh, so today <laughs> on the Business of Making podcast, how to make babies. Now, oh. um, I'm in a weird circumstance. I don't have friends with kids. Oh, like, really? Literally That's... all of my friends are child-free as well. It wow. this was totally accidental. It just tended, it ended up being like my two best friends from school don't have kids, don't want kids, same as me. And my like newer acquaintances and friends from the last 10 years, none of them have kids. So I don't really actually ever hang out with kids almost Which ever. Which kind of makes sense that the newer one would because I guess when you, ha- you are a parent, you maybe make friends with people who are parents because yeah. it's mm. a stage of life you're in. But it's interesting your old friends don't. Like, mm. it's, man, you must have so much fun. Like, <laughs> Yes, yes, I do. Yes, yes. we do. <laughs> uh, but anyway, before we dive in, I also wanted to give a shout out to one uh, of our patrons. I always say patrons, but it's patrons. And her name is Sylvia. I call her Puffin. <laughs> she knows why, but her name, the name of her shop is actually Tilly and Puffin, which really is why. Um, and she's from Dingle in Allen, and she uh, creates colorful and charming hand stitch felt ornaments and home decor. This is really, really beautiful work. Um, I'm really bad at describing what I um, see in a picture <laughs> with words, but you really have to go and see what she creates. It's at tillyandpuffin.com, so T-I-L-L-Y and Puffin, P-U-F-F-I-N.com. And we'll also put the link in the show notes and on our website on the supporter page. Um, thank you so much, Sylvia, for supporting the podcast and allowing us to really bring the show to you guys every week because without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do it. So it means a lot to us that you decided to join us and our Patreons. Patreons. Thank you, Sylvia. Thanks, Sylvia. Thanks, Puffin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So being a mother, I mean, where do we start? Yeah. (laughs) Michaela, let's just hand it over to you. (laughs) Well, first up, I want to say (laughs) I am only one woman and my experience will differ from every single other mother out there. Like there might be some commonalities that run through, but you know, as a, as a group, mothers are not homogenous. We're all completely different. We all have different circumstances. 
So take all this with a grain of salt. Could be mm. different for different people, mm. but yeah, I can ex- I can express my lived experience of what I have. <laughs> Just so now we're like breathing in, like ready to like bombard you with questions. Okay, you go, Jess. I'm ready. I, well, I want to. Okay, so I knew Michaela before she had kids. She actually you worked. Did. Yes, of course. Actually worked with me on my old zine bespoke before mm-hmm. you had Rife, your mm-hmm. first child. Mm-hmm. And I remember, was it the second or third issue where you were literally about to give birth? Yeah. And you did the editing of that issue and sent it through yep. to me. I was like, shit, this has to be out by, by tomorrow. I have to send it through. I don't know if I even, I might have even sent something like, I think I'm in labor. I don't know if I sent that to you, but I think- it was the morning after that I ended up sending something as well like I literally had him I'm like oh I better just send this through to <laughs> oh God. and she was like oh like yeah you graphic designed the entire thing basically you put it all together for me and yeah that was like that that was crazy to me I was like this woman is about, she's just given birth and she's still worrying about my my business what well, it was important I'd made a commitment yeah well there you go this is really interesting like it's not like the rest of your life or commitment stopped just because your kids are up there. Well, right? and I think I also remember saying to you, because at the time, maybe about six months beforehand, I'd basically stopped doing graphic design mm-hmm. because I was sick of clients and you were the only client that I kept on. Um, oh, because I, really, nice. I mean, it was a passion project. You know, yeah, like, it was for me. That was, and, yeah. yeah. And um, so I, yeah, I had made that commitment and I enjoyed doing it, mm. but I wouldn't have done that for any of my other clients, if they were like, I just need this logo, but I'd be like, fuck off, I just had it. <laughs> so, oh, I yeah. felt special. I don't, I don't think that's, like, common. No, but, <laughs> but, it, but I think it shows that, you know, it's not like, like okay, let me ask you this. Is the whole mummy brain thing a thing? Like, I hear a lot about this, like, suddenly you're pregnant and your sure. brain stops working. Yeah, well, you're really fucking tired. Okay. So, well, I mean, you get period brain, okay? I can't imagine that. It yeah. definitely would be a pregnancy thing, 100% would be real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, I put it down to tiredness. People mm. put it down to mummy brain or whatever, but I just think it's because you're tired. Your brain just goes out the window and you're, you know, maybe if you're used to working at a high level and talking mm. to people every day, when you're at home for three months straight with a person that doesn't make any noise except for screaming or like little cooing noises and <laughs> pooping and stuff like you just don't get that stimulation so mm-hmm. yeah you just kind of go into this bit of a foggy zone I suppose mm-hmm. um and I that's my theory on mummy brain like it's it's definitely a thing but it's not necessarily because you've had a baby or because you're pregnant I think it's just tiredness mm, okay but people have different opinions on that yeah. that's my opinion and also like when you are pregnant you are literally building a human being inside of you yeah. yep and you would like it's insane how much energy they suck out of you mm. um, people get really offended because we used to call our baby's parasites when they were <laughs> in my tummy <laughs> um, I just think it's funny but people are like how can you do that um oh, but yeah, they, they, they really are. are sucking all of your energy and it's amazing how different it is as soon as you've given birth you're like oh like I'm still tired but yeah. it's a different thing mm. like you have your actual like core energy is back and well, you're like, oh, they're literally sucking the marrow from your bones and the calcium from your teeth like your body is actually being broken down to create another body yeah, that must yeah, be tiring. Yeah, <laughs> That's so <tiring>. interesting. <laughs> <Too tiring. laughs>
So, oh, what did that's you... not, so that answered the question I had was like the timeline kind of each, like mm. how far before or after you started working for yourself, did it all happen at the same time? Because I was sort of interested in going into um, what that maybe has enabled you to do differently, the fact yeah. that you were self-employed or not when you had kids. Well, I was always running my freelance, whatever it was on the side before yeah. kids anyway. So either my graphic design business or mm. um, the making stuff or, you know, whatever it was at the time. Um, so I was already working a part-time load at the start when I was transitioning and this has nothing to do with kids, but when I was transitioning to working more in my business, I worked 85% at work. And that just meant that I could have, I think it was like one day off or like one, like one and a half days off a fortnight, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I would literally go to a cafe and work on my, whatever I was working on. And that was awesome. And I loved it because it was basically, you know, full-time pay almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just had those few hours and anyone who is able to do that, I would highly recommend it. I think it totally depends on the person because I was very much able to switch off from my job, which was teaching year 11, 12. And I also had a lot of without even realizing like systems and processes in place where, you know, I was teaching the same stuff every year. And so I had the same assessments and I knew how to go in and teach. So I didn't have to spend hours and hours preparing. I think someone who's in a different position, like even as a teacher in primary school, just wouldn't be able to do that. Like, it's just Mm. like, if you, you know, work four out of five days a week, technically you are also theoretically working five days a week because you're going to be doing that. Like you don't, you're not getting any hours back from that. Mm, yeah. Anyway, I digress. So that was where it kind of started. I did, um, I think, ooh, I can't remember which baby, <laughs> which baby I'm talking about. No, yes, the first one. I did go back to, no, gosh, I can't remember my timeline. I think I was just part-time, like before I went on maternity leave. I think I was like 0.6 at that stage, already working a lot on the business, um, yes, I was selling my jewelry at this stage. So then when I had Braff, I knew that I had almost a whole year to do my business. And I was like, woohoo. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. And he was a super chill baby. Like Harriet wasn't as chill as a baby. Like she didn't sleep as much. Um, so with Raph, he basically, basically slept through from about 12 weeks. So we're less tired then. Um, I mean, I took him to markets from... I think it, he was about 10 weeks old, the first market that I went to, just took him along with me and he just slept the whole time. Oh, my God. People, I know. Yeah. Like, so people don't have that experience generally. Like that's, I feel, abnormal. Um, and probably a lot of mums are listening to this going, fuck you. Like, <laughs> my baby didn't do that. Um, but in saying that, I did have the opposite experience with the second kid and I don't think I could have done uh, the transition if Raph was different. Mm. Um, but yeah, he was super chill. So I got a lot of time. Like he would, he'd nap beautifully and very, you know, the same time every day. So I could structure when I was working. I could structure when I was just hanging out with him. At the same time, I'm sure, I mean, it was a long time ago now. He's almost eight. But I'm sure at the time I always had those sorts of, oh, I'm not spending enough time with the baby and I'm just yeah, doing of course. And Mom all gets. that kind of thing. Um, and I think I used to sort of just in my mind say to myself, well, at least if I have like two really good, face-to-face sort of play sessions with him a day, then I'm happy and I'll, I'm cool with that. Like, mm. I'm guilt. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. myself the rest of the time. Babies are boring. I find mm. them super boring. Like, a lot of people that I speak to, other mothers, love that baby stage, but I find they're just like little blobs until they're about six months old. So, yeah. like, I just used my time 
in productive ways. This, is, so, than, like, this is something people don't want to say because it like it makes you oh my god you don't like babies but I agree like I, it might like I love babies my, my I've got lots of friends that have babies and nieces you know but I love them so much more when they turn six month old. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I just think they're like once they start interacting, they're super fun and it just gets yeah. better every single month because they're doing more stuff and you can interact more but when they're at that really baby age it's like it's really boring there's long periods mm. of time that are really dull yeah. um in fact like I do want to mention though that that's again coming from my privileged position of having a chill baby mm. um you know yeah. a lot of mums in that first six months it's just they're stressed out of their brains they might have like um, antenatal depression they might have like anything like that or if their baby's colicky or like has issues then it's like way more stressful and I would not expect those people to be able to build a business during that time mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of pressure maybe put on themselves perhaps or from you know whoever whatever mm-hmm. that yes you can start a business while you're on maternity leave but sometimes just no no you can't I like this. I think this is really important for people to realize there's no one size fits all scenario mm. here. And if you are pregnant and you have, you have these big dreams. Okay. So let's talk to this idea. Cause I see this a lot. People get pregnant and they're like, Oh, I can, I can, I have time now to do a business. I'm, mm. I'm going to be home with my baby. Mm. Should we be, <laughs> should we be making this choice perhaps? Or perhaps we should wait until after we've had the baby mm. and then reassess I think, yes, 100%, you need to know what your baby's like. Mm. I think generally, um, you know, if there's no major issues, like if your baby is eating and growing pretty well fine, even if they're kind of shitty sleepers, you can still like hopefully they're napping during the day um, so you'll have a bit of time. I think the issue is that we're, not we specifically, but maybe there's an idea out there that people can grow a profitable business in their maternity leave that's not going to happen you can plan for it you can launch you can get stuff rolling 100 percent you're not going to be able to start a business the day after you give birth and 11 months later when you go back to work have a profitable full-time income like no Mm. (laughs) that's not going to happen no matter how chill your baby is how long is maternity leave in australia like um it's actually just changed recently but when i when I went on maternity leave from my work, they gave, I think it was 22 weeks at full time and I took it at half pay. Mm-hmm. So I got about 10 months at yeah, half pay. Yeah. Crazy. So let's just say how rare this is in the developed world. Yeah. Um, we're very privileged, especially Michaela worked for the government. So, you know, as yeah. a teacher, they have particularly good maternity leave mm. Uh, because so I think so many uh, of the of the teaching community are female, and so you know it'd be pretty stupid of them not to, because they want people to come back mm. to work. Because there's so few, there's so many teachers who don't, um, mm. and so many who drop out. But it depends on your industry, uh, and I know many of you listening, especially if you're in the US, are probably not in such a great situation with your maternity leave. Because from what I've heard, it's mm. either non-existent or very very short over there. Mm. yeah yeah so and that's also sorry just to keep in mind when you're on maternity leave whether it's paid or unpaid mm-hmm. like if you're on unpaid maternity leave at least you have time that's cool like you have the time to be able to develop some ideas but if you're on paid maternity leave you also have that financial security that you can actually take risks a little bit more mm-hmm. and women are known to be uh more risk averse in financial stuff so a lot of the time 
Um, you know, how many businesses are self-funded. We're not looking for external capital or anything like that. Um, but if you don't have that pay coming in, then you can't do that. So again, yeah. like that'll all depend. Mm-hmm. Hey there, Maker. Are you loving this podcast as much as we love bringing it to you? If so, we would love to talk to you about supporting us on Patreon. Becoming one of our patrons is a way to support the show and to help us produce it each week. You can help for as little as $1 a month and you get access to behind the scenes, extra content we won't share anywhere else, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast. To learn more, simply go to thebusinessofmaking.com slash support. And now back to the show. And then what about the other side of that as well? Because I think a lot of people listening are like also not employed as in they won't get, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. say uh, it's like if, if tomorrow I'm pregnant, which I won't be because I'm not planning for a baby soon, guys, but I will one day. <laughs> but no, but it's true. Like from my perspective, I'm like, yes, I do want kids in the future, just not right now, but at some stage I will. And I do run a business. I'm not going to get someone that's going to give me a paycheck. I give myself my paycheck. So, you know, mm-hmm. there is that fear of, okay, how do you prepare for that time of, I might be sick during a pregnancy or my baby might be a nightmare to deal with for six months. I don't know. And so like, how do you, I feel like there's that, I can't, it's funny because there's people that are like, okay, I'm pregnant and I have a baby, great opportunity to build a business. And then the other side of that is like, well, actually I have a business and I'm about to have a baby and that's a disaster because how am I yeah. going to manage? It is a mm. completely different kettle of fish. Um, in Australia, you can um, still apply for like the government maternity leave if you run your own business. Um, it's a lot less, although it's quite funny when I had my second child and I applied for that, I was getting more than what I was making in the business at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a little bit less stressful. Um, but at the same time, you're not allowed to work then at all if you're getting that so there were 16 Mm. weeks where I was not allowed to work in the business at Mm. all okay Um, so that's an issue (laughs) so I guess you have to decide which one is better Better. financially and mentally yeah and again that'll depend Mm. on your uh on your business model first of all and also on your like team you can have your team working for you so there's like you can and again not an accountant, make sure if you're in Australia or anywhere, you're checking all these rules in the galleries. But um, when I was pregnant the second time, the rules were that you could sort of jump in to be able to pay people, but you couldn't do any other business tasks at all. Um, So if you have a team and your business can run without you, then my personal recommendation as a new mother, you kind of need to spend time with your kid (laughs) because... Again, only my experience, but my second time around when I had Harriet and I was, you know, I took that time off. There was no time off, let me tell you. Like when you're paying $2,000 a month in rent and then you have $2,000 worth of expenses above that and you're not bringing any money in, there's no time off. You are working 100% mm. of the time trying to figure out how to make ends meet and it was extremely stressful and it was just, you know, working 24-7 kind of thing. And I kind of feel like I missed out on the first year of her life and it sucks. Like she, she doesn't care. She doesn't give a shit. Everyone's like, but she won't remember. I'm like, I know, but I remember. Like I missed out on all the cute little things that happened along the way because I was just so focused on my work. Mm. Again, everyone's different. So people might not have that same experience, but 
having experienced both of those where I had at least like six solid months off at home with Raf, and then six solid, like I was with Harriet all of the time, but not paying any attention to her at all. Um, I wish I could <laughs> She's going to listen to that one day and be like, ah, oh, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> great. I know where my issues come from. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make amends now um, but yeah just from my very personal experience that's I would do that time again mm. I would have quit the hub earlier I wouldn't have tried for so long to make it work um, mm. because that's what I ended up doing like uh, I can't remember how old she was she was a year when I when I closed the hub mm. and it was the best decision I ever made in terms of that that arm of the business so mm. yeah it's just um but you know hindsight's twenty twenty. Mm. I was persisting I, because the people who persist and are mm. consistent are the ones that win at business, right? Mm. But not always. Sometimes so. you have to close doors, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think a lot of makers do close shop or say on AC you just put on vacation or holiday mode or whatever it's called mm. um, and on your shop you can do the same thing on your website and say, you know, we are closed for three weeks or whatever and a month, two months, three months. But mm. I think some people just do a block of we're actually not taking order, we're not dispatching, we're not doing anything. But then they sort of reopen and think, okay, well, I'll be able to manage the orders that come through and maybe just put longer sort of uh, shipment time as in like it might take us two to three weeks to make your product. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't know. Like I don't have any life experience on, on that regard to tell you what would be the best thing. Like this isn't – I'd love for that conversation to be taken into the community as well because I know we have a lot of mums mm. in there. I think, um, um, on that point, Deb, with, you know, having longer timeframes of when you're making your work, I never did make-to-order work when I was yeah. – when I had when I was doing markets. And I was selling heaps online, by the way. Like I, that was when I was kind of at my optimum – um, you know, like peak or whatever in my handmade business. Mm. I was selling throughout like a few boutiques across Australia. I was mm. doing like wholesale and also on consignment and I was doing markets regularly. I was doing online markets regularly through Facebook and also uh, I didn't have my own website. I, don't, I mean, I had the website but I wasn't selling through mm. that. Mm. So I was doing it sh- like a ton but never made to order. It was always mm. stuff that I made. I also did sort of... Um, releases so mm-hmm. I would release it every six weeks or like I would have monthly like weekend sales on Facebook which mm-hmm. actually worked pretty well um but yeah there was way less pressure then because it's like well here's the stuff I have buy it if you want if you don't yeah. no worries get the orders in package it up post it out done yeah. and markets were even better because I didn't have to worry about stupid postage I hate posting stuff so <laughs> <laughs> Markets actually worked really well with a helper. I would always have a helper with me. But, mm. again, I'd take him with me so I could fit in there and he'd mm. sleep in his little carrier thing. And Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, Facebook group, uh, Facebook, just search for the business I'm making. We'd love to hear your experiences with this and your questions about it because, like Deb and I say, uh, Deb said she and I don't have any personal experience with this because we neither of us have kids. Uh, so it's really interesting though to, and for us as teachers, it's really helpful to hear other people's experience mm. so that we can pass that wisdom on to our students. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'd love to know, do you have kids? How do you, what happened when you did, like, were you already working for yourself or did you prepare for it? Um, did we go to plan? And I'm guessing the answer is going to go like, hell no. <laughs> I can't prepare that. You can't prepare yourself for this, which I think is probably like to sum up this episode, I think this is what it is. So you can't yeah. prepare yourself but it's nice to talk about it and hear other women talk about the experiences I think it does help a bit I have one last point to say which you guys didn't really ask about but that's cool um I'll just say it anyway um (laughs) is about 
time. And I know we always, like as teachers, we always say uh, it's not a matter of finding time, it's about making priorities. And I think um, that can be a little bit difficult for people with kids because there is, there is literally less time in your year um, because you have other humans to look after. You, like the morning is not my own, the evening is not my own. I have to look after them, I have to get their um, lunches ready and whatever else. But also you have uh, six weeks over Christmas and six weeks throughout the year that are also not your own because they're school holidays. <laughs> so we literally have 12 weeks less than everyone else. And you can find pockets of time in, in there, obviously, mm. but um, just putting it out there to all the mums and dads who do have young kids to give yourself a break. Things will take longer at this stage in your life. Mm. It will take longer to do things, not only individual tasks, but over the years it will take longer. Like if you're trying to build a business at this period of of in your sort of life stage it's not gonna if you think it's gonna happen in two years it's probably gonna happen in five so just keep that in mind give yourself a bit of a break and um Mm. let it happen a bit more organically and Mm. it'll be more stress-free hopefully yeah i think it's really important i get this i used to get this question i have over the years uh when people see how much i do they're like do you sleep like when do you get all this done and i'm like first of all i don't have kids (laughs) and and I have a husband who doesn't have a job outside the home Mm. like that's a one-two punch right there like I have so much more time than other people who have Mm. you know have to do half slash more than half most likely the domestic chores Mm. and or have children uh Mm. you have vastly less time than someone like me who doesn't have kids who has that support uh to grow your business and as we all know the more time you have the faster it's going to grow so you can't compare yourself like Michaela was just saying don't compare yourself to Mm. someone else who has all of this support or someone who has a nanny or someone who has like some living house stuff. I don't know. Does anybody have that? I'm sure people do. But living house stuff. That sounds great. No, I don't have that. <laughs> but you, you know, I you have. That. Yeah, you have to be realistic about mm-hmm. the time that you're going to have, especially when you have kids. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's you know, there's a meme that goes around. That's like, yeah, the same amount as Beyonce in the day, blah, blah, blah. But also you don't have her squillions of dollars or 30 assistants. So, you know, yeah. like just just <laughs> a of reality with that kind of thing is really important because, you know, there are a lot of, you know, hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. And it's like, yes, you can do that, mm. but uh, there are sacrifices if you do that. And yeah, comparison is no good. Mm. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being with us another week, another episode. Uh, we would love to hear from you, as we said, on our, in our Facebook community at thebusinessofmakingthat.com slash Facebook. And don't forget to subscribe to the show if you're not subscribed already so that you don't miss out on future episodes and leave us a review. We love getting reviews from you. It really helps us as well uh, spread the word out, uh, especially if you can leave it on Apple Podcasts, which is kind of the number one thing for podcasts, right? Uh, it really helps with more people helps with ranking and blah 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 so if you want to support us uh this is a really nice way to do so and we'll talk to you next week bye-bye bye